Oh, what a fantastic morning today. It's an incredible morning. We've got a special treat, an incredible treat. Definitely a pillar in the architecture of the DJ community. The city of Las Vegas, nightlife in Las Vegas. Uh, he's got a great story to tell. Want to introduce you guys to DJ Beastang. Yo, what Yo. up? Man, welcome to the podcast, brother. Thank you, man. Uh, thanks for having me. Oh, man, it's a blessing. Good morning, by the way. Good morning. How'd your, how'd your morning start off so far? How's your morning so far? <laughs> Early, but it's okay. Early I'm is used good? to it, yeah. Definitely. Lo- uh, worked last night, I assume? Yeah, yep. Worked last night? Yeah, lucky yeah. day, uh, crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. It's been crazy. I've been here all weekend, and... Uh, yeah. And I know there's a, I know a lot of people are out of town, but the ones that are traveling into town, like they're yeah. here, they're in Vegas right now. Yep. Yep. Speaking of Vegas, how long have you been in Vegas for now? Um, a little over three years now. We moved back out here in 2018. Um, we actually moved out here in 2014. We stayed for about a year and then we had to go back to Cali because of some family stuff. Sure. But, um, a uh, couple years later, found ourselves back here um, specifically to adopt our son. That was the main reason for moving out here. Oh, nice. So this is your so, second tour back to Las Vegas. Yeah. The first time we, we just rented a house and we're just trying to see if we could live here. And we liked it. But then, like I said, we had to move back to Cali for a few years. Um, uh, we moved back to Cali for three years and then decided to continue our adoption journey here in Vegas um in 2018 and we were placed with a baby boy in 2019 oh congratulations thank you that's incredible thanks and so you moved in you moved to vegas from southern california where where, whereabouts did you uh actually grow up actually um i grew up in oxnard california um little city uh around ventura before santa barbara camarillo yeah yeah (laughs) camarillo outlets definitely strawberries all that love the outlets (laughs) love the outlets yeah um, I grew up there. I went to college at CSUN in Northridge, and that's where I met well, my wife. We were part of uh, FASA. Okay. Um, the Fa- Filipino Filipino, Club. okay. Yeah, and um, man, we've been married for a minute. We, we met in 92. We started dating, and we got married in 96. So that's the journey, huh? Yeah. Northridge, so uh, that's the valley in, in L.A. County, yeah? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, San Fernando Valley. It's pretty warm out there. It gets hot out there too. Yeah, you like it better in LA compared to to Oxnard. Uh, yeah, yeah. I grew up in Oxnard most of my life, and um, it's a small city. And you know, I just uh, I like traveling around and and trying different places to eat or just visit, and um, a lot more to do in LA uh, than in Oxnard, but. Um, but I, I like to go back and visit. I have family. My my parents are actually still in Camarillo. I have a sister in Newberry Park. So I like to go back there every now and then to visit. Um, but uh, I actually love it out here in Vegas. Um, it got too crazy in L.A., too busy, uh, too expensive. Um, mainly the traffic is what turned me off from, from L.A., yeah, that's what I know. It's a lot of transplants that move into Ve- move to Vegas, especially out of California. Like they they love it out here. And, yeah, and a lot of like literally call this city home. Yeah, <laughs> like like city home. I know it's a I know it's a city filled with uh, 
with entertainment, but you know, you could, I mean, you could live out here. I mean, you could buy plenty house out here. Yeah. Plenty house and everything is pretty feasible. Even the gas prices is crazy. Cause yeah. you know, as you know, I live in the Bay area, but when, you know, when, when I'm in a town and I'm, I'm gassing up my car, I'm like, damn, this is like damn near a dollar less than what I'm paying <laughs> in California. Yeah. That's what my friends always mention when they come out to visit. Um, you know, and everyone's biggest complaint, like when you, when I try to get people to move out here, they're like, oh, I can't hang, it's too hot, you know, but that's only for a couple of months, and you can stay inside, you can run your errands at night, you know, there's workarounds, and then, but everything else, I think the benefits outweigh, you know, all the negative stuff. And you kind of get used to it. Yeah. I, 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 I'm in Vegas often, and those hot summer days, it, it's definitely bearable. It's not, and it's not like you're standing out in the sun yeah. for hours at a time. You know, you hop yeah. out the car, you, you, you do what you got to do, and you hop back in. I mean, it's actually, it's, that's probably the most painful is when you hop in your car, it's like blistering hot <laughs> yeah. on, the, on, the, yeah. on, those, on those crazy summer days. Yeah. But, it, you know, you, you get used to it. Yeah. You, you definitely get used to it. Yeah. It's yeah. just a short period of, of, you know, the year. Um, but yeah, it, it ain't too bad. Definitely. So Oxnard, so how long, how long ago or how long back then when did you eventually start getting into just, just music and just the, the craft of, of DJing? Man. So, um, it actually, I'm going to age myself now, but it's all good. <laughs> um, I actually remember specifically, uh, junior high, junior high school, um, I was super shy, so I wasn't trying to rap to any girls or anything, you know, I was just, so we would go to the school dances, uh, me and my friends, and um, I find myself standing next to the DJ, just watching him, and um, I remember specifically watching this DJ, He's a, he was a radio DJ, uh, he passed away, rest in peace, um, his name was HT, Howard Thomas, and he was on the radio station out in Oxnard, um, I forgot the name. I think it was K-Mix or something, K-Mix 106. But um, I remember him specifically doing doubles of uh, Herbie Hancock Rocket, going back and forth with the beginning intro and scratching. And I was just amazed and just so intrigued by what he was doing. And, you know, I felt like, man, I want to do that. You know, I want to do that. Um, You know, back then and even now, uh, equipment is super expensive, right? So, um, so yeah, I would pay attention to him. I, I would watch a lot of music videos. At that time, me and my friends were into watching like uh, BET and MTV, all the videos, the music videos were cool. And I remember watching all of the, the rap groups who had DJs, you know, like LL Cool J had a DJ, Run DMC had Jam Master J, um, UTFO had Mixmaster Ice. And I would watch them, and back then it was like VHS tape, but my mom bought us a Betamax, of course, <laughs> for the Filipino movies, I guess. <laughs> and I was like, damn, none of my friends have beta. I'm the only one with beta. Everybody's right? on VHS. Yes, so I was on the beta recording, and I remember just watching these videos of them scratching and doing their thing, and then I would like try to mimic it. So I'd, I'd have my, um, so equipment-wise, you know, like I said, it was expensive, but we had the family home stereo, right? Yeah. I broke that unit up real quick. So sure. I had one belt-driven. Belt-driven turntable, yes, of course, yeah. A wooden one. And then the house speakers. But I needed another turntable and I needed a mixer. So 
you know, I told my mom, I, you know, can, can I get a turntable? I think I asked for it for like, um, graduation from junior high. Right. And so, uh, she got me one techniques, I think it's the SBL 12 or something. It, it was a straight arm, but it was direct drive. Ooh. So I was like, okay, but uh, it wasn't like a 1200 where the motor, you know, the start kicks in real quick. The motor wasn't that strong. So I remember specifically cutting out saran wrap <laughs> so that it would be slippery. And then I could just, and then, you know, and then it was a straight arm. So when I would try to scratch, it would jump. So there would be like a quarter on the needle, you know, tape it on there, just trying to get it right so I could just mix. And then the mixer was a Radio Shack realistic, but it was the super basic one, no mm. crossfader. All just up the up faders. faders. Yes. Yeah. And, um, that's what I started with. And, and I was just blending. Uh, and I remember trying to practice scratching and I, I would always practice on the 45s cause those were the most slippery yes. and they still are today cause they're so small that's and funny. light. Exactly. And that, that was my scratch practice. Um, but yeah. And, and so this was all back in 1984 when I started DJing, um, for fun. Like I said, like my friends were into sports and going out and doing all this stuff, but, but I would just be at home practicing. It was national DJ day mm -hmm. a couple weeks back. Yeah. And you know, we followed each other on social media and you yeah. posted this throwback, oh, yeah. this throwback <laughs> pick, bro. I think you might've been, I think you were like a tuxedo DJing <laughs> yeah. uh, a school dance or a wedding or something. Yeah. I was like, man, it put a smile on my face. Oh, man, that's so crazy. I can't believe I found that. Um, that was actually a wedding. Uh, it was so crazy that a, a lot of my first gigs were weddings and here I am, like, I don't even have a driver's license. My mom would drop me off at the gigs in her Cadillac, all oh, my wow. equipment in the back. And, yeah, yeah. Um, people would trust me and, um, I would buy records all the time and, you know, and just blend, just blend. And, uh, it was crazy. It was a crazy time. Um, but I, I feel like I've always loved records and music. Like even when I was a little kid, I remember asking my mom for a Fisher price, those little plastic turntables. Right. I remember those. And, uh, even back then, you know, back in that time it was it was pretty pricey so i remember having to put it on layaway and uh every week my mom would take me to the it was the base the naval base the navy exchange and i would put five dollars down a week until i paid it off and i think the thing was like 40 bucks but you know that that's how we used to do it back in the day if we wanted something you know but i, I liked layaway because you knew it was going to be yours, yours yeah. they're holding it for you yeah. right so so that's what i did um, I used to buy records instead of toys and I don't know how or why I was so intrigued with records and, and turntables. Um, this is in your teens, correct? In the um, mid eighties, right? Yeah. I was probably, yeah. Uh, like in high school, freshman high school. Uh, no, but no, I'm talking when I was a kid, like when I was six oh, or seven it. years old, oh, okay, got it. Okay. I would like records. Um, my dad had a record player, you know, one of those big, wooden chess record players where you load up all the records and they they drop one at a time they're stacked. They're yes stacked on top of each other yeah. like a job like a jukebox yeah um my my older brother was into music but he was in a band so it wasn't like he was a dj he just he played the bass and he sang and um and you know back then he was he was collecting eight track tapes and he had an eight track tape player in his car 
but I, I was in records, which was really weird. I guess it was my calling, you know, because no one else in our family was in a record. They were just into, uh, you know, music in general. Do you, did you come from a uh, musical family or does it just this love that you gravitated towards? I think I gravitated to it. Um, my brother, like I said, my brother w was in a band and maybe that influenced me because um, I remember sometimes they would practice at the house and they would leave the equipment there in his room. So when he would leave, uh, I would get on the drums. That was actually my favorite instrument out of everything that was there. Um, and I would mess with the drums, you know, the drum sets. And, and I kind of think and feel that drumming is, is very similar to DJing as far as keeping a beat, doing two different things at once when, you, when you're in the foot pedal and drumming, you know. Um, so I was in, always into the beat, the beat part of the music. And you eventually got your first set of 1200s, I assume? Man, that was eventually. That was like maybe like halfway through college. Oh wow! Yeah, and okay. it wasn't even mine. It, it was my roommate. He was a DJ, so he would leave. You know, he would leave it out there in the living room, and and that's where I would practice. And you know, and then at that time, you know, we slowly started doing like house parties and. um uh, bars and clubs like that and and most of the places had equipment already but yeah it wasn't until later on when i i got you know the 1200s probably so uh, what you, around what year is this probably not to date you at all i know i know probably like 92 okay yeah um so you were rocking you're you're rocking gigs for a while with 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 the mismatched turntables the the yeah the direct drive and the belt driven one yeah yep um, or if my friends, so, so some of my friends DJ too, and, and they had the 1200s. So I would just rock with them. Like, you know, just show up with my records and, and play, they would invite me to play with them. And, uh, I would just need to bring my record. I didn't have to bring equipment cause they had it all. These guys were serious with their equipment. So, um, yeah. So well, luckily, what was your first crew call at the time? Your first DJ, <laughs> first official DJ crew. Let's Man. talk about that. Well, see, that didn't happen until later also. That was probably after, a little after college because I, I wasn't really a part of a crew. My, my friends in Oxnard had, had a crew. Uh, they were unique styles. Uh, Daryl David, he, he's still DJing. Uh, Junior B, Eric Ventura, th that was their crew. Um, but I would just hang out. I was independent, and I would just kick it with them and uh, DJ with them when they would ask me. But my first official crew came after college, and it was uh, almost famous, almost famous DJs. And the cool part about that crew is that um, all of us are still friends, and all of us are still gigging. Um, most of most of us are doing it professionally now. You know, um, if I could remember everybody, like so, of course, like uh, Ever Ready, PJ on Power One Hundred Six. Um, Tommy, this guy named, uh, Tommy T and he's out in the Philippines. He blew up like Tommy Toss, uh, was his DJ name and, um, Renson, he's still DJing, DJ Ren, uh, DJ EJ was in there. Um, Mark Easy, 
oh, you know, I think Flips was a part of the crew and, and everyone's still doing it, which yeah. is cool, you know? That means like everybody, we started it because we were all homies and we wanted to, you know, share music and and just uh, share ideas and, you know, support each other. And uh, it, it's so cool to see that everybody's still doing it. At that time, and th- there's a, there was a lot of crews, yeah. you know, in, in, in Cali, right? Yeah. And... Um, you got your SoCal crews and your Bay Area crews, of course. Yeah. Like, was it was there always not not to say there's any animosity, but was was there was there ever a time where like you know one crew or several crews in SoCal would try to would try to one up the crews in the Bay Area, or was it just all love? <laughs> was it all love? You know what I mean? As far as I remember, we weren't very competitive against other crews. Uh, like I said, we were just a group of friends hanging out. We just gave ourselves a name. Um, but I. I have I'm have good friends who DJ'd out in the Bay back in the day and they used to tell me crazy stories of like battles like equipment battles like they would both show up at a warehouse and see who had the most speakers who had the best trust lighting and and they would go back and forth almost like a dance battle but they would set up their rig and I've never seen one a battle like this but they were telling me this is how it was back in the day we would have DJ battles but not meaning on you know, just skill, but on equipment. Ah. Who had the more elaborate setup, you know, whatever. The earthquake serving Yeah, base. exactly. The and trusting that, systems, yeah, for sure. Yep. Um, but yeah, that was crazy. Because I think in LA, it wasn't like that. It was, I think it was more like um, just DJ DJ battle, like, you know, routines and, and all that, scratching and doing doubles. And, and I know that's hardcore in the Bay. I mean, you know, with like Hubert and, and Mixmaster Mike and all of them. But uh, yeah, I don't remember that part in L.A., but I remember hearing about it in the Bay. In the Bay. And it was very serious in the Bay, like, you know, like all the DJ battles and, and most of the most of the um, DJs were coming out of the Bay, you know. So... Uh, and then, then, then of course you have the beat junkies, you know, they were like the oh, untouchables, yeah. you know, down here in LA. So that, you know. So okay. when did you start getting momentum? You're doing mobile gigs and you're doing, then you start doing larger gigs and yeah, um, residencies, nightlife, you know, I, yeah. I, you know, I saw the resume, so I'm just like, damn, I mean, <laughs> these things were everywhere, you know, a lot, oh, you know, a lot in Hollywood, right? Yeah. A lot in LA clubs. So I think I, um. So I think I started DJing in bars um, probably early 2000, uh, right before like 2005-ish. Um, I was doing, like I said, weddings and private events, but um, I remember uh, specifically I had a homie, um, his name was Josh. Um, he's a DJ. He's still DJing too. Um, Fatal DJ is the DJ name, and he... He invited me out to this spot in Santa Monica, uh, Broadway Bar and Grill, right? He had that gig on a Friday. And he goes, hey, y- you want to come by uh, on Friday? I said, yeah. And he goes, bring some records and, you know, throw a set. And I said, okay. So, you know, I, I brought a bag of records and I practiced the set. And um, so I was nervous because it was a bar, you know. I was like, okay, I've never done this before. And it was a Friday night, so there's some people there. And so he put me on. Uh, I went on for like an hour, um, you know, invited friends out. 
And then uh, I think I did okay because uh, at the end of the night, he's like, do you want this gig? <laughs> I was like, what? Yes. Goes, so that was a tryout and he never even told me. He was just like, just come by and throw a set. And so I did it and he goes, yeah, I don't want to do this anymore. It's too far for me because I think he lived out in OC and he's like, do you want to, do you want this gig? And I was like, yeah, man, I'll take it. And um, so I took it. And I had another good friend. Uh, he, he was a DJ too. His name was Phil Mark Rossetti. He's originally from the Bay, uh, from Hercules. And he's an old school DJ. And um, I was hanging with him a lot. And he knew a lot of people. And he, he had a business sense of mine. He knew how to think about business. So I, I, I approached him. I said, hey, do you want to help me promote this bar? Because I'm, you know... Um, I think they were giving me a bar percentage at that time and he was down and, uh, he didn't want a DJ, but he goes, I'll, I'll, I'll rock the mic for you and I'll promote it and I'll take care of the flyers and the artwork. And I was like, okay. So me and him went to partnership and, and it was funny because we remember every Friday we would drive up on the 405 and we'd be quiet. We were nervous. We were like, dude, are people going to show up? You know, we're throwing this this party night, this club night on a Friday. And we'd be like, man, we were promoting it. You know, email. At that time, we were emailing everybody. The mass email yeah. list. Yep, yep. Yes. Texting people. Hey, what are you doing tonight? Come through. Um, but I don't know why we're so nervous because it, I guess maybe we didn't want to lose the gig. And if it was, oh, it was dead, we might lose the gig. So, uh it was hilarious because we were both quiet and uh, when we would get there, like I, I'd go to the bathroom and just like, I'd be like looking at myself in the mirror, and like borderline almost about to throw up because I was so nervous um, that no one, and then, but people showed up and people came out to support. And when they came through, they were like, oh, I like this place. This place is cool. You know, the staff is cool. The drinks are good. We'll be back next week. And we were like, we were happy. And, and of course we would get faded, you know. <laughs> are those, do those nervous moments still happen today or are you just like, it's like second nature to you now? Um, occasionally. And, and I think it's mostly adrenaline, uh, especially playing at a new spot because you're wondering, oh, I wonder if these people are going to feel me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, every now and then when I do a guest spot at a new spot, um, you know, it, there's a little bit of nerve. Uh, like I said, I think it's the adrenaline. And then um, after throwing the first couple songs, then you kind of loosen up. It's, it's really the initial switch because, you know, anything could go wrong when you're switching. Is it going to, you know, is equipment going to be cool? Everything going to work right? So after the first five minutes, you get you start getting comfortable. And then, of course, after the first shot or two, you feel really good. <laughs> if you're just joining us, then we got Beast thing live on the podcast. Um I'm really big on energy, right? Mm -hmm. And I, every time I'm in town, like there's just certain spots and certain homies that I, that I got to see, right? Yeah. And you and P Dot is always on my list, and uh. you know I'm I'm a huge I'm a huge fan of just the music in general, right? Yeah. A huge fan, and I'm not sure if you recall, but I knew of you, mm -hmm. but when you and I first met, this is like 2019. This is okay. this is this is like just you know three years ago, right? Yeah. I pull up to the park. Okay. With my cousin, right? Yeah. Shout out Sarah. I pull up to the park and it's you, 
I want to say verse, and I want I want to say Pete. I was there. Okay, and we were, you know, you know the where the booth is at. You have like these these picnic tables, yeah, right behind there, and I think it was just a quiet a quiet. It was a quiet Memorial Day weekend. Yeah, Memorial Day weekend. But y'all, I think you were on, and you you had to throw on some like some just like nineties, <laughs> you know what I mean, SWV type vibe. Yeah, and. We just started singing, right? <laughs> and I still have have it on my on my IG story archive. And I just had like had you, I had you sing, I had verse singing, and you know Damn. that's just the energy, you know, because you know when you, you have when you have homies with you, yeah, just that just that that anxiousness, that the nervousness, yeah, just melts away, yeah, melts away. And this past Saturday, we had we had a homie in town. Shout out Expo, he was in town, um, and we were all in the booth with you, yeah. I think it was like probably midnight ish to going into one mm-hmm. and the energy that we had in the booth incredible and you had some homies yeah. from out of town that were there too right yeah yeah yep. and, yeah when you just have just that just that just that energy man it's just it's a beautiful thing yeah man i i get chills like i remember that specifically saturday night we were you know i was just i was on and i was looking around and had all you guys you know behind me and like uh, one of my homegirls was cheering me on, you know. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, Damn, yeah. this is cool, you know. And then the crowd was into it. Like that whole vibe is just like good, positive energy, you know. Everyone's just out there having a good. Yeah, time. we had we had a table, so we were like fifty yards in front of you. Yeah, but like we're just, we're just vibing and like yeah, just certain certain songs that 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 you drop, right? I'm like, oh, I gotta run to the booth now. <laughs> Gotta run to the booth, you know, because you'd be throwing some gems. Like we'd be a lucky day. Oh man, you'd be a lucky day, and I'm just like, oh my god, that transition was absolutely uh, incredible. Because I look beyond, mm-hmm. I look beyond the body of work, you know. And I, I, yeah. I, I tell the homies all the time, like I, I really study these sets, you mm-hmm. know. And not, not that I'm studying these sets to to apply it to me, because you know, I, I have I have a nine to five gig, but yeah, you know, I'm always listening. I'm yeah. always listening and. When y'all pull out some 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 gems and just <laughs> these transitions, I'm like, damn. Oh man, it's incredible. I I'm so blessed to be able to work with like a lot of talented DJs, uh, like P Dot. Like I, I do a lot of gigs with him. Shout out P Dot one time. Yeah, P Dot. He's a beast, and uh, you know, I I think I learn a lot from him and other DJs. I like to pay attention to other DJs too, to see you know. Uh, how they bring things in, um, what they play, if it works, how it works. And then uh, my imagination starts to go like, oh, maybe I could do this, you know. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, uh, I think I learned, I'm still learning. And um, I, I, you know, I try to still try to step my game up, you know, because I don't want to get comfortable. There's so many dope DJs out there, you know. Um, and you want to keep the crowd entertained. You want everyone to have a great time, you know? So, uh, but yeah, I, I just feel very lucky to be surrounded by all these dope DJs that, that I could learn from still and, and be able to rock with. And, you know, a huge shout out to you and, and an expression of appreciation for all working DJs to you and PDOT in general, because the events you guys have in downtown, like you guys show love, you guys bring friends in. You know, to to do to do guest spots at at like Common yeah. or at Lucky Day. You know what I mean? And I know everybody's trying to get that bag, but you guys have always been known 
and I've confirmed this with some friends that uh-huh. work that like when y'all y'all put like your your actual peoples on like yeah you, you know you're in town like we'd love to have you you know the little, little, little guest slot here at Lucky Day you know yes yeah. that's, that's love bro thanks man we we uh, me and Pirat talk about that a lot um, when we get the opportunity to bring guests in uh, we do it as much as we can because we both remember how hard it was to get gigs especially out here in Vegas. It was hard to break in and and to get somebody to give you that opportunity. So if we're we're able to do it and and bless the homies, you know, and and mind you, like I get a lot of people hitting me up now, like you know that want to guest. Yeah. And and I try my best to put them all on if it works. It still has to work, you know, because um, we still gotta pull the numbers that night. People gotta enjoy themselves. We can't have you know. Uh, the vibe getting killed. So we, we got to, you know, and, uh, but, but it feels good to, to put people on because we, we both know how hard it is to get a gig or to get a guest spot, you know, and you got to keep following up and, you know, do this and that. Um, but it, it's, it's cool. You know, you both are doing great things, incredible things. Thank you. First time I pulled up to Lucky Day, I'm like, I was with Aaron. Shout out Aaron. He's like, yeah. hey, we're gonna go see the uh, the homies, Pete on a B center at Lucky Day. What the hell is Lucky Day? Are you talking? <laughs> are you talking about the R and B singer Lucky Day? He's like, no, Lucky Day is a spot in downtown. So, so we pull up. I think it's like on a Tuesday or Wednesday. Yeah, right. I'm like, and for those that have never been to Lucky Day, like you walk in, it, it's almost like being um, in 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 a fantasy land in Mexico almost. Yeah. Because the ceiling, how everything lights up, right? Yeah. And and the DJ booth is literally like it's like a podium in a church. Yeah, right? Yeah. A podium in a church. Yeah. There's and a cross on there. The cross on there, right? And yeah. and nobody knows about the the light box behind the booth to control <laughs> the lights. You know, that light box is incredible. Yeah. But it's it, it's a vibe, man. It's a vibe, and and can like, I rather I rather be at a boutique spot mm-hmm. than than be at a big club on the strip. Yeah, it just it's just small and intimate. You know, you got your homies there, and the, the music's right, and drinks are pouring, and yeah, and it's just it's just that vibe, man. You know, that's why I love Commonwealth. I I, yeah. lo- I love Lucky. You know, and I, I got to come back to brunch. You guys yeah. still do brunch, right? Yeah, yeah, brunch brunch is cool. Um, it's in the back of Park on Fremont. They they upgraded the sound system. Uh, it's just a good vibe. It, it feels like a backyard vibe, and you, you got all your friends there. You know the food's really good, and it's just, the weather's great now. So, um, yeah, man, we're we're so blessed to have all these opportunities and be able to share it with, with you know our our friends and family and guest DJs. Um, speaking of like Aaron and Reckless, they. They're, they they uh, they're part of our snapback team when we throw our snapback party. Yeah, hell yeah! Uh, and they kill it, and we we all have a great time every time the four of us are together. Like uh, me, P. Dot, Reckless, and Aaron, we we just have a good time. Oh, like I've been, I've been, you know, I know it's uh, especially when it's alcohol fueled. Oh you yeah! Know, shout out Reckless, you know, he has a, <laughs> a, a bottomless bladder or bottomless yeah. liver, but um, now it's a movie. Uh, tell me this for mm-hmm. those that are tuning in. Can you can you can you talk about Snapback? Talk about the evolution. Talk about how it started and and what is the Snapback theme you're doing? Okay, um, here in Vegas. So back in uh, 2013, I believe that was the date. Um, a good friend of mine and, and DJ homie, his name is James Catalvis. Uh, 
He goes by Stubbs, the chief rocker. Um, he hit up me and my other homie, DJ Everready. Uh, we got on a call and he goes, hey guys, I have this idea. Um, I, I want to throw an old school night with all feel good hip hop throwback music. And I want to call it Snapback. And he goes, do you guys want to help me do this? And me and Eddie were like, yeah, man, we're, we're down. Um, you know, we're down. And this was at the height of EDM. This is when all the clubs on the strip were just playing EDM. Plug the year real quick. This is what? 2013. Okay. okay. And um, so we were excited to, to bring hip hop back to the club. You know, um, this is, you know, when you would step into a club and, and people would be like, or, or the manager would be like, not too much hip hop. You know what I mean? They wanted EDM. And so this excited us. Um, so so uh, Stubbs, James, he found the first spot. It was a Verdugo bar in Eagle Rock in L.A. And he got us Thursdays there. And so we started doing Thursdays. We show up and um, uh, the pay was very little, but we were like, oh, we're not doing this for the money. We're doing it for for the the vibe. Absolutely. So I think it was maybe like two hundred bucks, and we split it three ways and drink tickets. But uh, the party, um, nobody showed up. Well, a couple of people showed up, but it was it was dead. And we did a couple months, and it was just dead. Um, but while we were doing it, um, we got a call. James got a call from uh, our friend Nicole who was, um, she was working at Federal Bar in North Hollywood at the time. And this was probably like, um, yeah, uh, late 2013. So we had done Verdugo Bar for a couple of months. And then she goes, I, you know, I have a, you guys want to bring Snapback here? You know, it would be perfect. Uh, this is the, the Arch District in North Hollywood is the center of the dance community. They had all the dance studios, like Britney Spears had her dance studio there. Um, you know, I remember like uh, Quest Crew was living right there and practicing. And so we said, yes, you know, let's do it. And um, the setup at uh, Federal Bar in North Hollywood is perfect. I mean, we had a stage for us. There was a big dance floor, a huge bar. So once we moved the party there, like it, it went off mainly because of the dancers. We would have all these dancers come through. And we were just playing throwback hip hop, but they loved it. And um, they would do their dance circle right in the middle. It was almost like a scene from from Step Up or <laughs> You Got Served. Yeah. It was dope. Like the vibe was perfect because they just wanted to get down. And then that fueled our energy as a DJ. You see people getting down on the dance floor. You see, so you have the big dance circle. Then you have you know other people other couples just dancing to the side and um and we did that we started doing that every thursday and um you know uh it just it, it was we got the momentum and it, and it just started it was cracking every thursday and everybody was coming out to see what was up that, they would see the post yeah the videos and um so it turned into a successful night um, so this was like 2014 and, um, going into almost a year, Nicole hits us up and she goes, Hey, I I'm handling, um, federal bar long beach. Also, do you guys want to 
come over here and do your party over here on Friday night. And we, we, me, Eddie and James looked at each other because we all lived in the valley and Long Beach is like 45 minutes yeah. easily. And we said, nah, we're good. <laughs> we like, like, you want to drive out That's to Long Beach? That's a bit Beach? of a drive, yeah. Yeah, and we're like, nah, it's too far, right? She goes, are you sure? You know, I'd love to have you guys. And we're like, nah. So we said no, respectfully. And then a couple months passed. And she hit us up again because Thursdays were doing so well. She's like, are you sure you guys can't reconsider? And then so me, me James, and Eddie met. And we're like, well... There's one way we could do this. We could we could add a team in Long Beach, um, you know, with some heavy hitters, and have them do it. But we'll come through and DJ every now and then, and just help you know support the night and and just build the night. And so we said okay. So the two people we thought of was uh, Icy Ice and DJ Remark, because they were out there. They had a huge following out there shout out legend entertainment though yep shout legend. Out legend. yep old school right there and um so we had a meeting with them and and they were on board because i think we at that point we already had them guest dj in north hollywood so they knew the vibe they knew what we were going for and to do this in long beach they were excited so they were on board right away and um so we kicked that off a year after North Hollywood, and that just blew up because that was all of the people from Long Beach, Carson, Cerritos, going to that party. And then at our party, we had the Valley, L.A., you know, even people coming out from Oxnard, you know, because it wasn't too far. And so it, it, it worked out, man. Like, and I thank God, like, we, we thought of, let's just start a new team over there instead of saying no. And uh, and then every now and then we would go out there and DJ, and, and we had a great time. And these know? these are strictly the theme events, snapback, right? Where you're playing yeah. the old school hip hop, '90s yeah. R&B, right? Yeah, and it, and it's it's you know the tagline is only the classics, right? So anything that hits, um, and we but we get creative with it, you know. Sometimes we throw in some '80s, uh, you know. Oh yeah, some pop stuff. That and counts. It's that fun. Counts. Yeah, it's all fun music, and um, so man. Uh, we did that, I want to say, for seven years straight, every Thursday, and then every Friday for Long Beach. I think that was like six years straight uh, before COVID hit. And then, you know, then yeah. that shut everything down. Um, so when I moved out here to Vegas in 2018, uh, I was sad that I wasn't going to be a part of uh, well, I was going to be a part of Snapback, but I wasn't going to be there every Thursday anymore. Um, it would just be whenever I came down to visit. And so I decided I want to bring Snapback to Las Vegas. And I and I told Stubbs and Eddie, you know, is it cool if I started out here, you know, and I'll get some, some family on board? And they said, yeah. They thought it was a great idea to, to spread the name even more. And so I started that in 2018 um connected with uh, that's on thursdays as well or no so it, it was weird it all depended on the venue that i was ah, able to yeah. do so um ici connected me to to double play who was doing a spot at caesar's and uh, it was just a an outdoor um bar uh, it was actually a restaurant bar um i think it was called smoked at the time 
smoked barbecue, but they had a dope patio and it was right on the strip outside across from the link. And um, we had a call with, with that general manager and we told him what we were about and he loved old school hip hop. So he said, let's do it. So we started doing, I think once or twice a month on the front patio. Um, and I remember specifically the first one was dope because, um, so I was like thinking, okay, who can I get that, that people love out here and would love to see at a snapback party. And, and, uh, so, so we booked DJ Cricket cause, uh, I was always a fan of hers, uh, since insert coins Oh yeah, and, uh, her style. And so she came through and, and ice came down from LA and, and it was, it was a great first party out here. Um, and, and I, we got a lot of support from the dancers, you know, like uh, like Stahl came out, Ben Stacks, and I was like, man, this is so cool. Like all the community support for old school hip hop, you know? And this is on the strip where, you know, like they're la- allowing us to do it because the general manager loves hip hop. <laughs> oh, perfect. <laughs> yeah, so, so that was our, our first um, spot for Snapback. Um, but I've always, like you, I've always loved Commonwealth. And I was trying to always inch my way into there for our party because I thought it was the perfect vibe. And it kind of looked like Federal Bar in North Hollywood and in Long Beach. Um, so at that time, uh, I had met Verse, and he was a resident at Commonwealth. And um, I had known PDOT from L.A. And um, the first time I moved out here, PDOT moved out here, same time, back in 2014, I believe. And, uh, um, you know, I would always visit them whenever I wasn't working. And just just watch what they were doing. I'd be like a, a fly on the wall at Commonwealth, just watching and, and just watching how they run the crowd. And um, you know, at that time, I, I was yeah, I started looking for work. I was shopping around different agencies, um, but nobody was biting on me. Um, but then Verse always had my back, and P dot like whenever there was an open slot, like hey, we need we need a guest or we need someone to fill. They'd be like, "Be things available, like be things available." Yes, and I'd be like, and then so I got the opportunity. Mauricio, that was like the the marketing and music director, um, said, "Okay, you know, you can let be things spin." And I just, you know, I just I got the opportunity, and I just remember it, like I got it, I got in my head. I'm like, I got to kill it, I got to do good, and then so I got a couple of opportunities to guest spot, and it worked out. So every time they needed a filler, they would call me, mm-hmm. you know? So that was kind of like, you know, every now and then I would get booked. Um, and I remember specifically, this was crazy. It was uh, it was gonna be St. Patrick's Day. They were gonna get me downstairs by myself and I was excited. And this was 2019, when did COVID hit? 2020. 2020, okay. March. Um, so I guess it was either that year. I thought it was 2019, but 2020, March, on St. Patrick's Day, mm-hmm. the news says we're shutting everything down. And that was going to be my first night downstairs at Commonwealth. And oh, so wow. It was, I was like, oh, man. What a tease. I was already had my crates built. I was ready yeah. to go, you know. And um, But so that put me on pause, you know of course, for a couple of months. Um, but I was kind of like, I was already slowly, get, you know, getting in. 
with Corner Bar Management, uh, which is, you know, the owner of, of all these spots that we spin at. And so that kind of paused for a couple months. Um, but, uh, you know, um, when they started opening back up, um, a couple of DJs, you know, uh, they left during during the lockdown. They went back home. And um, I guess that opened up, like, like verse, verse went back to the Bay, um, Yaz went back to Japan, and those were the, the main guys too, uh, you know, with PDOT, those were some of the main guys, and um, uh, I was there, I was next, you know, I was, I was ready, you know, and um, they gave me uh, the opportunity Plugged right to in, step huh? in, yeah. yeah, so, you know, uh, in a way, COVID kind of, the whole lockdown thing kind of helped me once we opened up because then we were super busy and I was there. I was just like, I was just at the beginning getting in. And so I just had to like, you know, I just like, okay, let me just, I got to do good. You know, I was always like, like always um, professional, show up early. You know what I mean? Don't cause any problems. Don't cause any drama. Just do what you you're getting paid to do and kill it. And um, that that's always been like my motto: like be a pleasure to work with, you know. And that's who I like to work with. That's the people that I like to book, are people who are easy. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I do. I no do. Drama. Just commenting on on what you said earlier about like you know when when you Aaron P dot and Reckless you when you guys all together, it's always a a cinematic feature per se you know what i mean and, <laughs> yeah um i look forward when i'm when i'm here during the week and you, you guys have a gig at lucky day or whatever because you know we're like man we gotta go <laughs> we gotta go see beast thing and i think beast thing's already drinking so <laughs> you know what i mean because not saying you're a totally different person but yeah but um it's just a vibe man and i seen you i want to say two or three weeks ago yeah right because i was just here and we get here you're in the corner and the first thing you tell me, bro, I'm already like three or four shots in. <laughs> and I'm like, well, we got to keep this going because I just got here. I just got here. So um, that was, that, yeah, that was a fun oh, night. We, we've, had plenty of, we've had plenty of fun nights. We, we, you know, we ended up at Kapusa at the end of the night. Yeah. Shout out Reckless in his restaurant. Yeah. Um, but no, nah, it's just just the vibe that you that you give off. Just, you know, it, it's, it's, it's a blessing just to, to attend these events with you, you know. Um, I want to say... Not that I'm switching gears. I think the, mm -hmm. my one of my favorite times that we all linked up, we did a snapback event, and you guys brought on uh, hella sushi. Oh yeah, yeah. You brought sushi in from yeah. from from Sac. I know I know he does radio in LA, but that entire night, I think it was in November. I think. Yeah. I'm like, because you we because you guys were filming that night. Yeah, I think we we're streaming on Twitch. We were streaming. Yeah. I was. I was assisting with the modding with the modding duties yeah, yeah. and 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 i think i think pete out was was, was filming because you guys did that little that montage yeah which is a dope montage by the way thanks for pete thanks, out. yeah thanks for having me on there by the way <laughs> um but just that whole night because i remember when when sush got on like we were just surrounding the booth just like all students listening listen, yeah listen to the set and that boy went in yeah but that was the energy just was just incredible that night oh incredible. man thank you, you yeah know? i always have fun hanging out with the homies, you know, um, it just, it just feels good. You know, everybody's, everybody's cool. Yeah. Everybody's just there to have a good time. And, um, but yeah, that, that's the best part about our work 
is uh, we get to dr- drink on the job and kick it with the homies. <laughs> yeah. Here's a, here's, and I was having a discussion with, with Aaron that are night. It's, uh, it's, it's work. Work is work when, when, you don't, when, you, when you don't love what you do. But when you love what yeah. you do, it's not, it's not work. Yeah. You know, you're, yeah. you're providing that vibe. You're, you're, you're playing a soundtrack to that vibe. Mm-hmm. You're socializing. You're having some adult beverages. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just, just it's incredible. You yeah. Know? And, and I remember, I want to say last summer, right? We're at a Disco Pussy. Mm-hmm. And you call it Disco Pussy. Disco Peck. peck. Disco Peck Peck, <laughs> right? We're in the booth. We're eating peanuts because you brought peanut. You, you <laughs> yeah. brought peanuts that night, and, and I think I, we're, we're just talking about just 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 life, right? Yeah. And and uh, I'm like, how old are you, B? Right? I'm like, how old are you? And I'm like, bro, I'm hella old, bro. I'm like, stop, right? So we even put that out there, but I was just like, and this is this this is kind of carrying on and segueing to my next question because still doing this, you know, several several years down the road, um, mm-hmm. and up late you know yeah going home late nights early in the morning waking up to do another gig being a husband you know be, being a father um how's your body feeling <laughs> like how's your body feel and what's your process uh to help preserve because i mean do you work late nights bro yeah like late nights Sometimes you do double, double, double gigs. You you work during the daytime at brunch. You work at night. Yeah, you know, and then you got Sunday, and you're still working. Yeah, you know, I don't know how I hang. It, it's tough, and me, me and Pete, I talk about it. Like, man, you know, it's rough, but but we love it. Like, we don't want to turn down work. We love what we do. Um, but my my wife's always supported me and helped me try to get through. Um, you know, and, and it is tough. Like, so I'm going to tell you right now, like my Friday and Saturday is the roughest because this is what happens. So I, I go to work Friday night and, uh, I get there at nine 30. I start at 10 lucky day goes until three 30 or four. Okay. And so luckily, uh, I'm able to book guest DJ to break it up. Cause when I first started, I was doing that, you know, about myself. So let's say I get home at 4.30. Brunch starts at 11. Um, I Saturday, gotta, Saturday morning. Saturday morning. Okay. So even if, whether I drink or not, I'm tired. I get home at 4.30. I try to knock out at 4.30. I set the alarm for 9.30, right? That gives me just enough time to get ready, spend like 15 minutes with my son who's been wanting to play with me, and then I head to brunch, and, you know, we get to brunch like at 1045 set up. We start at 11. We do that from 11 to 3. Um, luckily, there, there's like me, PDOT, CO1, and then we book guests. So, you know, we we only really have to DJ an hour each. But just being up and being present there. It's, you know, after you haven't really slept. And then I get home probably 4 o'clock. And my son's energized and wants to play, and I miss him. So even though I'm exhausted, I try to just play with him. And my wife could see it. She looks at me. She goes, you look tired. She's like, you know, go ahead and go upstairs and take a nap. And, you know, I'll take care of Miles. And then uh, when you wake up, you can play with him. So I'll go upstairs and maybe sleep for like two, three hours max. Come down probably around 7 
have dinner, play with him for like an hour. And then around eight, eight o'clock, I start getting ready for Commonwealth, which I really don't have to get there till 930. But like I said, like, I want to, I don't want to be late, no matter what, no matter how many, how long you've been at a gig, you don't take advantage or you know what I mean? You just, you still keep it professional. So at eight o'clock, I'll go take a shower, get ready, come down at 8.30, play with him for 15 more minutes. And then 8.45, I'm out the door because sometimes there's traffic. Sometimes you can't find parking in downtown. So I just want to make sure I'm there by 9.30. Like we don't start till 10, but I'm there at 9.30. Um, I'd rather be early than late. And so I usually get there at 9.30, set up. And then just just be ready, you know. Um, and so I'm exhausted. And then that goes from 10 to 3. And it's usually me and Andy. Occasionally we have a guest. But it's usually me and Andy. We go back to back every 30 minutes from 10 to 3. Which makes it a lot easier. But we're both still tired. Like Andy, he does a lot of gigs. He, he also DJs at H&M. And he does marathon sets like 7 hours sometimes. And then he comes straight to Commonwealth. So... But we we put the game face on, you know, we have the energy and uh, we get through that night. And then uh, luckily, Sunday morning, I sleep in a little bit and have the whole day free until um, nighttime, Mm -hmm. until the lucky day. Late checkout. Yeah, late checkout. Late checkout. Yeah. So the Friday, Saturday transition is the toughest for me because it's kind of back to back with with minimal sleep, you know. And uh, if I decide to drink like I did last Friday, it's bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Saturday, you know, it's it's rough. Like I get through it, but it's it's super hard. And I know it's tough on my body. Uh, you know, I shouldn't be doing this. But um, but like I said, my wife supports me. She lets me take take naps. Um, I I get stretched and adjusted by a chiropractor regularly to help. You know, me and Pete rock New Balance because that's the most comfortable shoe when you're standing all these hours. So we just a little things to try to help your body. Preserve the body. Yeah. Um, try to drink more water, you know. But mainly I think I, I just need more sleep, and, and I'm working on that. Yeah, sleep is very you know? important. Yeah. It's very important. Yeah. I uh, So my 9 to 5 gig, I work for Mercedes, right? Mm-hmm. And... I'm at a desk all day, but I, I, I give like some of my guys massages, right? Like, yeah. like, 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 <laughs> like pause, no homo. Like yeah. I guess I, I'm just good at it. Right. So I remember, I think you were, I think you were actually doing a set and I'm like, let me go, let me go loosen Brian. Let me go loosen Brian up a little bit. <laughs> Sorry. I hit him with the government name, but let me listen Brian up real quick, man. And I'm like, bro, you got freaking knots. Yeah. But man. I think you, I think you were enjoying, I think I you were did. enjoying the massage though, bro. Yeah. You're enjoying that heavy, bro. But like, yeah, it's important. It's important to to take care of your body. You know, yeah. health is wealth. So yeah. that's the reason. That's one of the reasons why I just had to ask because you're 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 running these marathons. Yeah, and uh, you know we're not spring chickens anymore. You know, but uh, but I'm, I'm glad that you're 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 taking the necessary steps to for for preservation because it's you you have a tough job, man. And and again, you are you are a fixture. You are a fixture in nightlife here in Vegas. I mean, this is what you uh, do. This is your nine, this is your nine to five, right? Yeah, yeah. This is all DJing. Um, so, 
I'm glad you're at least getting get, getting that sleep in. Uh, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Just talking about when the pandemic dropped in March, right? Yeah. I want to get your thoughts because a lot of the working DJs, they they flocked to, to Twitch. Yeah. Right? And I remember when you first started your stream mm-hmm. and then you had the chef hat. You know <laughs> what I mean? You had the chef hat. And then you're inserting your 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 humor and your jokes you know what i mean like like how how do you transition into twitch knowing you know knowing that everything's going to shut down and you know that's your captive audience and are you still are you still streaming on a regular uh i'm still streaming not not regularly probably at the most twice a week um so when the lockdown lockdown happened um a couple of homies from the, the Snapback crew um, were seeing um, D-Nice on, on IG. And they were like, hey, man, I think it was Everett. He's like, hey, man, we should, um, we should stream every day at noon uh, for Snapback and call it Lunch Tables, right, on Instagram. And, and we were like, okay, that sounds cool. You know, let's do it. No, no money involved. This was just to help keep our sanity yeah. and, and sharpen our tools, right? So we were doing Lunch Tables at 12 o'clock every day on IG. And um, it was fun. We met a lot of cool people. And uh, just to be able to, to play. The, for, twi- the Twitch meetups. The yeah. IRL meetups. Crazy, huh? Yeah. Um, but this is all on IG, pre-Twitch, right? Um, oh, the, we do, I, the IG Live. Yeah, IG yes, Live. Yeah. And, and getting booted. Hey, guys, if I get booted, just jump back jump in. Jump back on. Yep, 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 yep. So we're doing all that. And um, a couple mint- months into that, uh, DJ Verse was like, hey, um, Charlie Darker told me to try Twitch. It's pretty cool, man. You should check it out, right? And I said, okay. So I, um, uh, Verse started streaming on Twitch, and, and I was watching him. I was like, oh, man, this is cool. And I was like, I didn't want to jump on Twitch. Um, and I told the Snapback crew, hey, guys, I'm going to jump on Twitch. You, you want to go? And they were like, no, nah, we're, we're, we're cool. We're, we're, uh, we're doing good on IG. And I said, okay, well, I'm going to try to do both. And we're going to start a Snapback channel on, on Twitch also. And so I was doing my channel, and then occasionally I would stream on the Snapback channel. And I just loved, you know, like all the versatility that you could do with Twitch as far as like overlays and green screens. And, and you could be horizontal and not vertical, you know what I mean? Like IG and, um, and not getting booted was the biggest thing. And so... After doing that for a couple months, uh, you know, um, you know, the Snapback guys were like, "Oh yeah, that's dope." We, you know, we need to get on there, and it, uh, and a whole bunch of other DJs started getting on there, and uh, um, I was like, "Okay, there is a lot of dope DJs on Twitch. Um, what's going to set me apart, right?" So. The main thing that I missed about the lockdown, I missed going out, hanging out with the homies, and I missed going on vacation, traveling. So I decided I'm going to take people on trips. And so I, I would do a trip to Hawaii and have Hawaii overlays. And it would be... Oh, man. Yeah, I don't you know if you've ever caught... Oh, I have. <laughs> I have. You're, oh, like, you're like in the middle of the mix. Like, you know, let's go to Hawaii real quick. Yeah. Let's and, go to Hawaii. Switch scenes, we're in Hawaii. Like, like the the... the <laughs> the beach yeah and and the show it was it was it was incredible i it was just it was my way of traveling you know and taking everybody there because not everyone had been to hawaii 
you know, I would talk to chat and, and there was a lot of people. I've never even been there. So then I remember creating overlays of all of my favorite places to visit in Hawaii, the beaches, the restaurants, you know, the monuments, everything. I would find overlays of, you know, and I would stay up all night creating those overlays so I could stream the next day and take people on vacation. Um, I mean, it even started like from the shuttle to the airport and I'd be at the airport checking my luggage in and I'd be the attendant checking me in and then it would be we would be on the airplane and i'd be inside the airplane and that was my overlay and so, so we're djing in, in yeah. the cockpit yeah so that that was a lot of fun and, and you know I, we weren't even thinking about money at that time it was just like i said to keep our sanity this is just this is fun we're locked down i i i had cabin fever you know I was used to going out every week and visiting the homies and we couldn't go nowhere. We couldn't take our son anywhere, you know, when he was just born. Uh, so this is my outlet to be able to DJ, talk to people, take people on vacation, joke around, you know, it was like hanging out, but virtually. I have a lot of friends that stream, right? But mm -hmm. but there's only like a top five that I, 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 I would hop under the stream yeah. regularly, right? And what, what I loved about yours, the first time I, the first time I hopped in your stream, you were having like a pool party. Oh yeah. And you had me and Aaron yeah. on like, as, as I'm like, hey, how do you get that picture? You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, but I was like, what I enjoyed most about your stream, just, just to comment is, is you go beyond the music. There are so many streamers, you just, it's just all music and like basic conversation. Yeah. But you made it fun. Uh, you made it fun, and that—that's—that's that's the departure that a lot of Twitch users need. Because you know, mm -hmm. I can go on and just freaking watch whomever and just for the music, but like, like you were so creative with it, you know. Thank you. And and I think you might have been one of the. I think you were probably the first that took us to Seafood City. No. Oh yeah. <laughs> the Seafood City overlay, right? Yeah. You know, so I um, Aaron talks this about talks about it all the time, but you know, I I kind of co-founded club kitchen right yeah and it started on ig live and then it's on twitch and we do see we we, we do seafood city as yes. a channel point redemption right um and man, we had this most epic seafood city channel point because because aaron and i we were here doing a dual stream mm -hmm. and <clears throat> i think carol petito made that redemption right shout out carol so he positioned me at one check stand and he and he nice. was on the other and then you know we had her you know we had our cultural accents going and yeah. it was just we just made it comedic you know because yeah. city, we're not playing no music bro we're just we're just <laughs> we're just talking shit you yeah. know what i mean talking about like the bullet specials and yeah. you know what i mean but but um i just remember like you were i think yeah you were the first uh you did like a boba bar or something like a boba place like your uh, overlays are freaking I was working legendary. at jo uh, I was at Jolly Bee. Jolly Bee, okay. And then I, I flipped the logo. It said Jolly Bee Sting. <laughs> I mean, just like I pay attention to detail. So what uh, you know, whatever I could do to to make it seem real, you know, I I try to do. But uh, but yeah, I love that this whole seafood city thing. I remember at um a fish cleaning station. Oh wow! Is, uh, I would advertise. Oh yeah, if you if you buy fish today. Free cleaning and free frying, you know, <laughs> and it was just, Hell yeah. it was just like telling a story. Um, and then I don't know if you remember the bongos bus. <laughs> yeah, so, I do. 
Yeah. So, um, how do you come up with these things, man? Man, it's just people in the chat that they'll oh, yeah. say, "Hey, you yeah. should do this," and then you know, then the wheel starts spinning. I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna do it next time," and and I'm gonna flip, flip and do this. Um, but yeah, uh, it was just all a fun time, you know. Okay. Super fun, and it kept us, I think, me entertained, and uh, I met a lot of cool people. Yeah, we still go on. I mean, yeah, like Twitch. I think you you really can't do a permanent release regardless if we're like slowly emerging from from uh a pandemic yeah you know and it, it's nice that you still stream your gigs yeah you, you'll bring you'll bring the webcam and which we'll just just live irl you know it's it, it, it's nice and you know speaking the twitch community it's uh it's a platform where everybody's everybody's accepted yeah you know, regardless what color you are what shape you are where you're from your age it's just everybody's accepted on there so i'm glad you're still you're, i'm glad you're still on twitch and and you're still sustaining and still creating content for twitch which i assume you are yeah nope. i try i try every now and then um yeah i try to stream as much as i can it's get, it's gotten tougher but uh but yeah as much as i can I, I like to show people what's going on here in vegas and and just being out you know um i think i think it's good for people to see IRL gigs too, you know? Oh, most definitely. So wrapping up here soon, but I just have a couple of key questions I want to ask. Okay. If that's okay. Yeah. yeah it's kind of a question I always ask just like, just based on curiosity. Um, first question is, given your tenure doing this, right? How do you keep up to date with the music trends, the music genres, the new artists? Man, so it's crazy now. Uh, I mean, because I, you know, I know old school and throwback, like the back of my hand, but the new stuff. Um, so there's a few different things. Like what's been crazy now, the trend is like TikTok. TikTok, TikTok and the um, the IG stories and, and people are doing all the, these crazy dances with these songs. So those songs, that's one avenue. Those songs are hits like with the young people and in the club so so that's one way i i, I dig i i see what's on tiktok what's popular and then um uh just like uh of course all of the different record pools they put the top 10 new releases and this one's downloaded the most this is the most popular you know this these are the new releases and um i kind of just uh i go into those uh crates that they they um they supply and I, i'm like okay i like this song i think this will work and what's crazy is that you got sometimes a lot of it is trial and error you, you play it and then if you see oh it doesn't really hit then you just quick make it out of it but if it hits then i mark it boom i mark that mp3 like with stars or something and and a lot of it is based off of a request too so the way that technology is now um we are connect you know like we are Wi-Fi almost everywhere. I'm connected, and I'm connected to Tidal and BeatSource. So if somebody requests something that I've never heard of, I'll play it. Like, I could play anything because of technology. Mm -hmm. Someone could request, and I could always have it. So if they request something I've never heard it, I'll download it or, or stream it, and I'll listen to it first. I'm like, okay, this sounds okay. You know, I'll play it. I throw it in. If it hits... Boom, add it to my playlist. Like 
that's a good way to, I know not a lot of DJs like to take requests, but I'd say 50% of the time those requests end up being hits that I never heard of. But, and then I add that to my crate and then I, I can add it to my set and it just, it hits off. But nowadays, like I said, with the, with the kids, it's, it's all about TikTok and IG live and, um, you know, you know the all the popular famous artists like Drake, Kendrick Lamar. You know, almost everything they throw out is gonna be a hit. You know, so when something new releases, you just jump on that. And then like Aaron does new music on Tuesdays. On Tuesdays, yeah. So that stuff like that helps. And you know, in, in the car, I used to not listen to anything, but now I listen to the radio because you know those are the hits that people like. Take notes, yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, I like this song. You know, and then we have Shazam, Shazam it. Uh, and then you, you find a lot of dope remixes of these famous songs. And then you go from there. But yeah, that. so I guess I do research on music in different avenues, you know. Um, and then you, you watch other DJs play. And you'd be like, oh, damn, that that's a jam. Or that works. Yeah, I was going to ask you. I was going to ask you, which I don't think you do because mm-hmm. you work such a demanding schedule. But... You know, you analyze like your your counterparts' sets, and I'm assuming yeah. when you're out there, you're like, "Ooh, ooh," you know? Yeah, and 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 that's the cool thing about us being able to book guest DJs is they bring a different flavor, and then you learn from them, and and they they trip that on you, like they've never heard your set, you've never heard them, and then you share, like they're like, you know, I'm like, "Oh, I need that," like I got you. Oh, and then they're like, "Oh, I need that," I got you, because like the community like we all dj different places we don't play the same set so it's okay to share music because you're gonna throw it in your own way you know we're not you know we don't feel intimidated or or, you know like we don't want to share music with with the homies because those are the homies and like we ain't gonna you know burn each other with our own music (laughs) so yeah what do you listen to when you're in the car you're off you're running errands and and this isn't you know, just this isn't like a question that you need to like really really process like hmm how yeah. do I answer this like what are you currently playing in the car when you're driving around running errands so it used to be like um, slow jams or even sometimes Christian music okay I like listening to Christian music because you know it, it's always a good message very relaxing but lately always on the way home from a gig. I listen to nothing, just silence. I need a break. Or, you know, music's blaring loud hmm. all night. I'm, yeah. I'm tired of hearing myself play. So it's just quiet on the way home. Uh, like I said, lately, I've been listening to the radio stations out here to see what's new, you know, and to see what I like. Like a lot of music they'll play. I'll be like, oh, I like that. I think I can mix that with this. So I'll Shazam it. So it's kind of like I'm working while driving because I'm like learning new music on on the road. Um, so yeah, after gig, nothing. Um, otherwise, it's the radio just to to hear uh, some new music that I haven't heard yet. What slow jams are you listening to currently? <laughs> and what era? You know uh, me, I'm a, I'm a slow jam junkie. Yeah. I'm a slow jam R&B junkie, you know that. So I'm just kind of curious, like what slow Bro, jams you're playing? With? Like, I love listening to DeBarge. Yes. Like stuff like that, you know, Hell the yeah. voice, baby face. 
the voices, man, like Elder Barge and Babyface, you know, Brian McKnight, like their voices are amazing. And, you know, and their songs, their music, like they're classics. So old school slow jams like that, you know. I love the, I love uh, Kevon Edmonds of After 7. Oh, yeah. Personally, that's yeah. like one. Uh, yeah, yeah, his voice. Like Ready or Not? Yeah. Yeah, stuff like that. That That's what I, I can never get tired of listening to that stuff. Um, but yeah, that's what I listen to. Did you ever make a slow jam mix back in the day? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is there a is there a bistangina slow jam mix I need to get my hands on? Um, not right now, but I've always been wanting to to make one. Uh, do you remember that mix heartbeats that, that yeah. I did? Yeah, I, I've always wanted to do something like that. So DJ Opus, no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. DJ yeah. Opus, like yeah. I always wanted to do that, but I know it's very time consuming. Um. Yeah, that yeah that that instrumental bass line you you blend you blend songs one yeah. after, one after another yeah yeah um, nothing yet but I, I've always wanted to make one so maybe hopefully soon you know um, I do a lot of like every now and then I'll do slow jam mixes on Twitch like I'll just that whole set will be slow jams and uh, um, DJ Reminis sometimes has me on on his uh, what was his his late night um, show where it's twenty four hours. Just slow jams. Uh, Secret Garden. Secret Garden. Yeah, I follow him too. So I, I love playing um, on his show because it's all slow jams. And um, it's just a dope vibe. I should just hit record when I when I stream on Twitch. Sometimes, like, sometimes, you know, you get very creative when, when you're streaming and you're like, oh, man, I didn't even record that. That would have been cool to have, you know. So, yeah, maybe sometime soon. I would love to stream today for Valentine's Day, but I don't. I don't know if I have time. But if if yeah. I do, I, I would love to do at least an hour of slow jams. That'd be dope. Would be cool. Yeah, I think everybody everybody's on today. Just nice. just doing all slow jams. Yeah. You know, I'm working on a slow jam mix myself, by the way. Oh, you are. Yeah, I gotta I gotta dope. send it to you. Yes, I mean, it's, it's I'm definitely. just doing a quick 30 minute one, but um, that's cool. What I'm doing is I'm 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 blending. Oh, I have like these movie scenes these like movie scenes from like from like love love story movies like like nice. like hitch so was yeah. it hitch yeah hitch so i have like parts of like dialogue and then i blend like two or three songs and then i and then i pop in another movie scene so i, I gotta play it for you dope yeah i can't wait to you, hear man. it yeah, absolutely um so where can uh so where can people find you uh your, your okay what are your days what are your days and nights uh right now um tuesday night i'm at lucky day for hickeys and dry humps party um, that's what PDOT and Guest. Um, Thursday night, we generally do Snapback uh, at Lucky Day. Uh, we were at Commonwealth. We're at Lucky Day now on Thursdays. Friday night, I'm at Lucky Day for this regular club night. That's Latin and hip-hop. Saturday morning at 11, we're at Park on Fremont for um, Cuff and R&B brunch. That's 11 to 3. And Saturday nights, I'm at um, Commonwealth Rooftop with Andy Uwap and Guest. Um, Sunday night, I'm back at Lucky Day for a late checkout with PDOT and Guest. Nice. So, And where can people find you on social media? Uh, at DJB Stang on Facebook and Instagram and Twitch also, twitch.tv backslash DJB Stang. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> We have a legend here on the podcast, uh, B Stang. Uh, thank you for like literally taking the time out of, out of your day to 
to come meet me here at the the, the Very Way Podcast Studios. Yeah. To record this, man. <laughs> you know, I, I really appreciate you taking the time. Um, you know, you've always been for for the short time that I I've known you on a personal level, you've always mm-hmm. definitely been uh a legend in my book. Uh, for sure, man. A legend you. in my book and you're you're definitely a fixture here in the city of Las Vegas. And I'm glad that 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 Las Vegas is home is home for you, bro. Yeah, you know? I love it out here. It, it took me some time to convince my wife to move out here, but um, but yeah, we're happy. We got our baby, and uh, congrats by the way. Here. Thank you. Congrats. He's got some good Thanks. hair. <laughs> yeah. He's got some great hair. <laughs> oh, by the way, I I, I just got to add this, man. I, I miss I miss the uh, the the Ellis Island gigs. Yeah, the front yard. The front yard. Yeah, those are cool. Um, but yeah, we we transitioned to to Cuff and R and B brunch. So I'm able to just play, you know, R&B, some hip hop, whatever, feel good music. Um, Front Yard was cool, uh, you know, and some of the homies are still doing it. But, uh, you know, I was like, okay, I need I need to get some rest. So I need to have at least Sunday, Sunday mornings off at least. So, um, but yeah, it it, it was cool. And we did a couple of meetups there, but save the date for May 14th. If you can come back into town. Um, my birthday is on May 14th. It falls on a Saturday. Bastos. <laughs> we're yeah, gonna, yeah, yeah. We're going to do a Cuffin' R&B brunch birthday party for all the May birthdays and then also Commonwealth. Oh, shit. Yeah. Beast Thanks turning 30 again, bro. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I'll be there, man. Uh, man, thank you again, brother. Thank you again, man. Thank you. Thank you again, man. So we are signing off with Beast Thang, the Very Way Podcast, bro. Thank you, sir. Thanks, bro. 